This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, April the 19th. And we come to you after another disappointing performance from the Phillies yet again. It's already becoming a theme this year. We're off to a bang-up start right now. Phillies go to Colorado last night after losing three of four to Miami, a disappointing trip to Miami, a... Common phrase in Phillies, Phillies dumb these days, a disappointing trip to Miami, followed by another common phrase in Phillies dumb, a disappointing trip to Colorado so far. Ah, what is it with the Phillies going into the homes of bad teams and being bad themselves? It is consistently frustrating as the Phillies just don't show up for game one of the game uh, of the series in Colorado, three game set in Colorado and one down, one down, <laughs> down one, I should say, as uh, they just, no offense whatsoever, fall four to one. Chad Cool just shuts him down. I mean, just a, a, a great performance from him and the Rockies bullpen putting it together, allowing only five hits, one run, that run coming later as it is. Phillies did threaten in the eighth when they scored that run, had a chance to add on more, but unable to capitalize, nice double play ball. By Julius Chassin defensively making the play on JT, and that was all she wrote. And just top to bottom, a frustrating showing out there on many levels. Not a good night for anybody. Joe Girardi pulls Aaron Nola too quick. The offense doesn't show up. This, that, the bullpen lets it get further away. It was just... A bummer of a performance again out in Colorado is this team, you know, four and seven to start the season, just really unable to to get anything positive going. No real positive momentum, you know, obviously um, coming off the, the exciting offseason and um, the hope that we all had going into the season, the, the hope for a, a better tomorrow, as they say. Um, and it certainly has not been that way to start the season. It has been... A massive disappointment on a number of levels. Now uh, they're four and seven. We're eleven games into the season. You know, I've talked about it many times, but you know, the Braves, who won the World Series last year, were under five hundred until August. They started the season four and eight last year. So you know, I'm not at all getting carried away with this, but I, I definitely am frustrated. You know, I'm not condemning the season. I'm not saying, oh, it's over. Here we go again. We know this script. 
I'm not doing that. I, I'm not there, but I'm definitely frustrated. I'm definitely not watching this night in, night out and going, well, it's all good. This is great. You know, it's frustrating. And again, I'm not, I'm not panicking. I'm not condemning the season. I'm not, you know, I'm trying not to overreact, but at the same time, look, I get it. As I've said many times, you know, if you're a, a Phillies fan who came into this season thinking, you know, why should I believe in this team? They're just going to break my heart like they always do. I can't tell you you're wrong right now. I can't say to you, everything's fine. I get it. I do think that it's too early in the season to completely bail on the things that we believed on heading into the season. I do believe that if you thought this team was going to hit based on the fact they have Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwerber and Reese Hoskins and JT Romito and all that, then they're probably still going to hit. You know, it's only been 11 games. It's a very, very, very small sample size. And one sixteenth of the season, there's still a lot of baseball left to be played. But at the same time, again, I, I, I can't come on here today and, and defend them. I can't come on here today and say, oh, don't worry about it, because it is frustrating. And even if I don't believe that this is the team we'll see all season, it does matter. I mean, let's not let's not you know forget that they are in a tough division with the Braves and Mets teams that you know are going to probably win in the high eighties, low nineties potential, or at least have the potential to win in the high eighties, low nineties. So you know, when it's all said and done, you can look back at these games and say, "Oh, that one mattered. That one mattered. That one mattered." You know, even though they don't matter in the same way now as they do later in the year where you have a much better grasp on where your team is and who they're chasing and all that type of stuff. You know, it, if this division in the end is going to come down to a couple games, most likely, then, you know, these matter. You know, <laughs> every loss, every win matters. And, and it's just frustrating to see their way they're losing games because, you know, they're just not playing good baseball and they're not hitting the ball. And, you know, Joe Girardi is a tough watch on a night-to-night basis. So... And they certainly have not, you know, and look, to be fair, we have had, you know, multiple times in the last few years where they've come out of the gate hot and we feel like there's a special vibe to the team and all that. So in a way, you know, I'm almost happy they didn't do that this year because then we all definitely would have, you know, hopped on board and maybe set ourselves up for failure. Maybe they're rope-a-doping us a little bit, which I would be okay with, but, um, yeah, you definitely had hoped to see a little more of it so far this season. We've really only had one game that that comeback five four win over the Mets. We've only we've only had that one game where it really felt like a special night. You know, we've had some fun ones. We had the dominant win to open the season, all that. But in terms of wow, that was special. You know, it's really only that one game, that one moment. And we've had a few, like, what the hell moments. You know, the entire series in Miami, really. I mean, last night in Colorado, I mean, you can't go to Colorado and just lose 4-1 and show up for one inning offensively. They showed up for one inning offensively. Chad Cool was like a Cy Young contender against the Phillies last night. He looked absolutely dominant. Phillies just can't seem to string anything together offensively. And last night they only had five hits, but we've seen it all season long where maybe they're getting hits, but they just have not been able to capitalize. I mean, their ability to convert with runners in scoring position with runners on base has been disastrous so far this season, and and it's certainly bearing fruit. Poisonous fruit, but fruit. And it's um it's been frustrating. And last night was an, uh, another example of a team just, you know, especially in Colorado, to see them just so 
barren offensively. It's 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 a tough watch. Last night was a tough watch. Staying up until almost midnight to watch the Phillies last night was not fun. And and you know my thing, right? If you've listened to me, if you've listened to this show before, you know that I'm a big proponent of the crazy wild ideas. Sports are supposed to be fun. We choose to do this. You know, we we choose to take our free time, our free mental energy, all that, and to pour it into this team to say, Philadelphia Phillies, we care about you, and we are going to expend energy caring about you. We're going to spend money caring about you, and we are, most importantly, in a long baseball season, going to spend a lot of our free time with you. I mean, you think about, as humans, how much free time we have. You know, we, we work all day. Then we go home and, you know, a lot of us have families. I know I know, my daughter takes up a lot of my time and it's a great thing. I, I wish I could spend every second of my life with her. She's the best. But, you know, I go home. I have to watch my daughter. I hang out with my daughter. You feed your daughter. You know, you get her ready for bed. You do the whole thing. And then by the time it's all done, like, the Phillies game is on. And then my night is the Phillies game. You know, I give my night each night to this team. They're what I do in the only free time I have, right? I mean, seriously. Work, family, Phillies. That's my life during baseball season. And when essentially one-third of your time and, and what's supposed to be your free time, right? And it's not technically a third, but in terms of waking hours, it's not that far off. It's a quarter maybe, whatever. And you give that time to this team, and then when they don't reciprocate it back, it's frustrating, man. It is. It is frustrating. We choose to give so much of ourselves to this endeavor of a baseball season that, you know, of all the sports is the one you really need to be the most committed to. I mean, it is no small thing to stick with a baseball team for a season. It is a grind. It's every night of your life. Like I just talked about, it is a large part of your daily routine every single day. And like last night, there are nights when they're out on the West Coast or towards the West Coast. It's a late night. You know, look, no, uh, I'm not uh, uh, saying to, to cry any tears for me or anything like that. Like, it's all good, but, you know... You stay up till midnight, you get up at six in the morning and you ri- wash, rinse, repeat, do it again. And and they disappoint you. And that sucks. It sucks. It takes it out of you. Especially when we come into this season feeling hopeful with a team that, you know, well, let's be honest, over the last decade has not offered us a lot of reason to feel hopeful. <laughs> it's been a... Uh, pretty consistent lack of hope for a very long time with this franchise and then you know the off season and the, the going over the tax and you get these guys in here and there's there's real hope real optimism real willingness to be heard again and it's again it is way too early to to abandon this team really i honestly truly feel that way i i know i know that we watch them and it's the same old story and it's so frustrating because it's like i know this this story i know the phillies i know what's gonna happen i know this is gonna end i know it's gonna play out i get it i get it but it's way too early we're 11 games into the season that's crazy 
they'll figure it out. I'm not freaking out yet. But again, I also I also understand how out to the point I was just making about the amount of our, our free time we expend on this team, how you know, when you get this to start the season with so much optimism and hope, it's a kick in the you know what? It really is. It's a real kick there. It's not fun. Yesterday sucked. I hated that baseball game. I hated everything about it. Watching it, just knowing, just knowing they were going to lose it. It just felt like a loss, didn't it? And just top to bottom, it's just, you know, coming off that series in Miami, coming off the losing the last two against the Mets, it's just like, man, like, can you guys just pull it together? We've lost six to seven. Can you can you not stink? Is that possible? I really had put a lot of my mental hope and my... Um, you know, uh, life ethos into you guys being good this year. Yeah, really, uh, really feel real solid for me if you could could you know achieve that a little bit. And again, I think they will. I think they'll be okay. I'm not losing it, but it was frustrating last night. And I understand if you're a Phillies fan and you watch this team on a night same basis, you you look at it and say, well, you know, this is the same old Phillies, same old Phillies, new names, same team. I get it. It does feel the same right now. And look, it might not change. I could be wrong. We might be, we're 11 games in now. We might be, uh, you know, 70 games in and saying, huh, yep, they stink. Whoops. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to hit. I think they're going to be better. But, you know, it's certainly a, a uninspiring start. And again, at a, a time where this team had a real chance to, to grab on to excitement, with this fan base, a noticeable lack of excitement the last few years with this team. You know, it had a chance. There was, there's, there's a, a baton to grab and run with, so to speak. And and uh, so far, so not good because they are not doing that. In fact, they're just, you know, causing people to say, ah, same thing, no different. It's the Phillies. All right, let's get to last night, and then we'll, we'll look at it as we, you know, last night just a frustrating game, that, a lot of issues on my end. First and foremost, let's start with the prior to the game, um, the news we find out that is, you know, not not concerning, as uh, Bryce Harper DHing this whole series in Colorado because his throwing elbow is uh, is not doing great, apparently. He's having some, some soreness in the elbow. Doesn't affect him when he's hitting, so that's, you know, good news. But a concern. Right, we all remember a few games ago the throw from right field, and he's grabbing his elbow and wincing, and stays in the game. So we all feel better, but you know we're we're nervous about it. And now he's missing three games in the field because of it. And look, I think it's good news that it's not so bad that he can't hit with it. But man, you don't want your your best player, the MVP of the league, to be having this kind of issue this early. You know, this is this is nerve wracking. This is nerve-wracking. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm not excited about this Bryce Harper elbow thing. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Let's hope it's nothing. Let's hope it's something where a few days off from throwing um, just gives it a chance to kind of heal out and, and he's feeling better. Like, fingers crossed because it is concerning. You know, we, look, we players get Tommy John. You know, Dede Gregorius and Reese Hoskins are two players and, you know, on the, in the field. Obviously, pitchers get it, but we don't talk enough about position players getting it, but they do. And the Phillies have a couple guys already who have, and I'm not saying he's going to get Tommy John. Obviously, I'm not even close to there. But you see elbow issues. You see him having a DH three games in a row. It's concerning. It's it's not not concerning. So that's something to really keep an eye on. Thank God for the DH. Um, 
We know that obviously with the signings they made, but just for this type of thing as well. But Nick Castellanos in right field, not great either. Um, so yeah, this team's this team's got some flaws right now. Um, and last night, uh, a concern with the Harper thing. So we'll see where that goes. He will DH this whole series apparently. So we will see how it plays out. Didn't really matter who was in the lineup last night. Philly's unable to get anything going. Just completely shut down offensively. They get five hits. And uh, and a couple of them, uh, three of them, came in that eighth inning when they scored the run. Um, as it started off with an Alec Bohm single, nice piece of hitting. You know, Bomber just keeps hitting. Um, Bohm, a uh, really nice piece of hitting, ends up coming around to score on a Didi Gregorius single. Uh, Didi Gregorius double, excuse me, makes it second and third, one out. JT up at the plate. R1 chance here, down four to one. You're feeling it. You're like, okay, this is the game here. Let's go! And JT lines one back to Julius Chassin, who turns around, throws at second base, double play, inning over, essentially game over. That was it. It was all she wrote. Frustrating. Philly's unable to get anything going offensively. Again, only five hits on the day. In Colorado, five hits, seven base runners. The whole game. A below one whip for the Rockies pitching staff. Not great. Not what you want to see from the Phillies. Uh, Girardi strikes again. Uh, you know, look, this one I'm not going to totally destroy him for, but I thought he pulled Nola too early. Nola gets into a little trouble in the sixth, gives up the run, uh, the home run to Blackman, and you know, you're like, okay, and then gives up a base runner, and, and Girardi pulls him. You know, five and a third, ends up giving up one more run based on Jose Alvarado coming in and giving up that run, but left the game only giving up one run. Six hits, one walk, five and a third, four strikeouts. Nola looked all right. I actually thought Nola looked pretty good last night. I felt pretty good about that outing. Now, classic Nola runs into the six, runs into a little trouble, and you know can't get through it. So that's not inspiring and not what you hope for. But ultimately, I thought Nola was good. And I, I wouldn't have pulled him for Alvarado there. You know, he's only at 84 pitches. The flip side to this is, of course, every single time they don't put Nola, pull Nola, and he ends up giving up a three-run home run or whatever. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it in the first game of the season. We see it all the time with Nola. But man, to go to Alvarado with a runner on base there, it just it didn't make a ton of sense to me. And of course, Alvarado ends up the runner ends up getting a third, and Alvarado you know walks in walks him in with a wild pitch, walks the guy and a wild pitch at the same time. And it was just like, yeah, of course, of course, Alvarado did that. Definitely don't feel comfortable when that guy's on the hill. And, uh, look, it didn't end up losing the game. They ultimately um, probably would have lost anyway. James Norwood comes in and gives up a couple, and the next inning wasn't very good. Knable used in the eighth. I don't know if I love that, but I guess you got to get him work. But still, you know, I just I don't get I don't get Joe Girardi's decision-making when it comes to pitching in the bullpen. Like, it seems like every instinct this guy has for a decision is wrong. Every single one. It's it's almost astounding how consistently wrong the decisions Joe Girardi makes are. Honestly, like it's you would think by by sheer luck he would make the right decision every once in a while. And last night I thought yet again the wrong decision from Joe Girardi pulling Nola and going to Alvarado both felt like the wrong decision. And then he brings in Norwood. Like it's like okay, so it's a two nothing game at this point. Like let's keep it close, right? And you bring in Norwood. And I, look, I get it. You don't have a ton of dudes, but if you're going to use Knable in the next inning, why don't you use someone to keep it close? Keep it a two nothing game. Then it's a two one game. Maybe you got a real chance there. 
but you go to Norwood, it's two more than that, and then, you know, you're essentially over. And I know, look, Norwood had been fine in his other outing. Like, you know, I know. You know, it's not like they're a bevy of lights-out relievers out there, so I get it, but... You know, then using Knable in the next one, it just didn't make sense. I don't get it. I don't get the logic to what he's doing or what he's thinking when he makes these decisions. Both from this decision to pull the starter all the way up through the decision what pitchers to pitch in those spots. Like, it feels like the dude's never right. He's never right. It's honestly, again, hard to believe that through sheer luck, some of these decisions would would come off the right way. It's astounding. He's so bad. Joe Girardi has been such a bad manager for this Phillies team. And look, I, you know, this is getting way ahead of ourselves because, again, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to, you know, turn it around for all intents and purposes. I think they will be a, a better team as the season com- goes on. I'm, I'm not freaking out about where they're at or anything like that. But, but, but if they struggle for a couple months, I, I absolutely do think that Joe Girardi is on the hot seat for all intents and purposes. I don't think it's a mistake that they let him into this season as a lame duck manager. You really never see that with a team or a manager that that is is likely to stay. You know, we've pointed out many times Dave Dombrowski did not hire Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi was here when Dave Dombrowski got here. Most general managers, front office people like that, like to have their own guy in charge of the the on field operations. Almost always, those guys are like, let me get my manager in here. So, if this continues, and look, baseball is a sport where we see it all the time. All the time, we see teams make a change in season, and then they bring in some dude, and they make the playoffs. I mean, obviously, Jack McKeon and the Marlins is the most classic example of that. 80-year-old Jack McKeon, they go on to win the World Series. We see it every year. We saw it with the Cardinals. Mike Schlitt, he did it. Anthony gets fired, he comes in, boom, they go on a run. You know, we see it all the time. It's a very, very common thing in baseball. Fire the manager partway into the season, bring in some interim, go on a run. It's like clockwork. We see it all the time. So again, we're way far away from that. Way far. Months. They'd have to continue to struggle for months. But... I definitely think Joe Girardi's coaching for his job uh, this season and beyond. And so far, he's losing it, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I would fire him right now, personally. Personally, if I were in charge of his team, they won't. But I would get rid of him now. I mean, what have, what have we seen from Joe Girardi the last three years that has said, oh, you should keep that guy. That, guy? that guy's good. I mean, seriously. Other than his reputation when he was hired, right? I mean... He's never been close to that. He's never been close to the guy that we thought we were getting in terms of a manager. It's been one thing after another, and that's the thing is it hasn't just been like bad bullpen decisions or bad decisions when to pull guys. I mean, we've seen the gamut of it. We've seen, obviously, bad lineup decisions. We've seen real deal, like, buffoonish mistakes. You know, the not having... uh, uh, the having to pull Zach Wheeler from the game last year when he went for the extra mound visit. You know, stuff like that. You know, it's not all... Just poor decisions. It's also, you know, real, real goofy type stuff. The stuff that, that if it was Gabe Kapler, we would have spent the entire rest of the season destroying him for. Oh, Gabe. We would have done that. You know, we would have done that. Everyone did that. They already did that with Gabe for stuff that was less bad than some of the stuff Girardi's done. 
So, I mean, if it were up to me, I would move on now. I would just get someone in here as early as you can and try and build something with that new person. But I, they obviously will not do that. But um, I definitely think it's it's on the table. You know, Joe Girardi is not locked in as far as I'm concerned. All right, back at it tonight. I mean, talk about desperately needing a win. If they can find a way to somehow take these next two and win this series in Colorado and just swing a little momentum before they come home and face a good Brewers team, um, it'd be massive. It'd be massive. The Kyles tonight, Kyle Gibson against Kyle Freeland. Gibson, of course, the uh, you know best start of the season for a Phillies pitcher in his first outing. Last one, less good. Started out hot, then kind of fell apart in the fourth. So, um, big spot for Gibby out there in Colorado. And uh, Phillies need one. They need one. They need to kind of stop this slide here. You know, put an end to this and start to get some positive momentum going forward because, again, it has been a tough road to hoe, as they say so far. Uh, Eflin versus Herman Marquez tomorrow. 310 are tomorrow at 841 nights, so another late night for us tonight, but we'll enjoy it, right? We'll get through it. And uh, hopefully they win because we desperately, desperately need one. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it. Until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 